0: It is taco Tuesday and I'm doing a fun riff on taco flavors today. These are taco stuffed shells. So it's a pasta dish. And I'm going to tell you this recipe really came about because nobody in my family likes ricotta cheese except for me. I love it. They don't like it. And so any kind of recipe that typically has some ricotta in it, they are not going to like. So those beefy stuffed shells that I told you about really recently, I just paused there to get the date. It was back on January 20th. That one has ricotta. In it, I made it for them. And they were like, it's fine, but that ricotta. So I had to come up with a different stuffed shells recipe that is going to be tasty for all of us. And they all love taco flavors. This like a lot of kind of like burrito bowl taco kind of things. What I've done is made it very simple inside the shells with some Tex-Mex flavors. And then there's toppings that you can optionally add to your own or not. So if you've got chopped tomatoes, shredded lettuce, some tortillas, crushed, add more cheese, you can do avocado, anything like that that, or just a little green onion is going to work too, maybe a little chopped tomato anything you like on your tacos, and people can customize their own plates. So it's one of those kinds of meals. And before I get into how you actually make this, I'm gonna say that the filling for this is super delicious. It's made of cooked ground beef mixed with salsa, taco seasoning, homemade or store-bought, and I will link to a taco seasoning recipe for you if you want to make your own, and also little cheese. That is delicious. And then the sauce is just like a basic tomato sauce. So if you didn't want to have to do the finicky stuffing the shells thing and just use some like leftover cooked pasta spaghetti do a baked spaghetti with this you absolutely can mix the meat mixture together with the tomato sauce mix that with the pasta top with some cheese and bake it that's going to be great and quicker too okay stuffed shells taco style Now, I harped on this before, back when I told you about the other shells recipe. I did a lot of research for this because the first box of shells that I bought said to only boil them for five minutes, and then you mix them with the sauce and they bake for 20 minutes. And the five minutes of boiling that was recommended on the box was nowhere near enough. They weren't easy enough to fill, and then they did not soften up in the sauce in the oven. So I don't know if that was a typo on their box. I'm not going to say what the brand was, but I ended up looking at a whole bunch of cookbooks, looking at a whole bunch of recipes online and deciding that really you want to cook the shells in the boiling water to the texture of pasta that you like to eat. They're going to be then getting filled. The sauce that they're going into is not hot when they go in. It's going to have to heat in the oven. So they're not really going to cook that much more. And if they're already fully cooked, then all you're doing is heating everything up, which is way easier and way quicker. So we are going to boil those pasta shells for somewhere between 10 to 12 minutes. If you like, i Dante pasta, it's going to be closer to the 10, maybe even a little bit less. If you like your pasta softer, no judgment here. That's how I like mine. It's going to be more like 12 minutes. Then you are draining those. While they are cooking, you are making the filling. Get the oven preheated up to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Lightly grease a 9 by 13 baking dish just in case any of the cheese or sauce is going to stick to that. It's easier if it's greased. Similarly, get out a large piece of aluminum foil and spray that lightly with cooking spray on one side. If you don't have cooking spray, you can just use a little bit of olive oil or cooking oil of any kind for the baking dish and for the foil. Just spread it on there, very, very, very thin layer. Okay, now you are making that filling for the shells you're going to get a skillet out medium to large size over high heat. And you're adding a packet of ground beef to that. The ones at my store are about one pound and a third. If yours is one pound and a quarter or one pound and a half, that's all going to work because if you have a little bit too much of the filling at the end, I tell you what to do with it. And no, it's not just scoop it with a spoon and eat it. Although that is extremely tempting and I'm sure you will taste it at some point for sure. Anyhow, you are putting that ground beef into your skillet and you're cooking it, stirring occasionally until it's cooked through five to eight minutes. Then you stir in the taco seasoning. It is one one ounce packet, which is equivalent to two tablespoons. If you buy it in bulk or if you make your own, note that we are using the full sodium one here. So if you are making your own and yours doesn't contain salt or if you have the low sodium one, you might need to add a little bit of extra salt. We are going in also with a cup of prepared salsa though. So there's salt in there as well. You can wait and then taste and see what you think. So it's the ground beef with the taco seasoning, a cup of salsa, and half a cup of shredded cheddar cheese or Tex-Mex cheese is going in there. Stir it all together, give it a taste. It should taste delicious. We are not adding any more seasoning to anything. So all of the Tex-Mex flavors are coming here. They should really be coming through really nice and robust. You're gonna set that filling aside. You could even transfer it to a plate so it just cools a little bit. It'll be easier to handle. Spread it out on a big plate. While you pour some tomato sauce into your prepared baking dish, we are doing a 24-ounce jar of tomato sauce. That's about three cups. I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm just going to point it out. When I develop these recipes, I do try to keep things in the amounts that they come in when I can. So I'm not going to call for like 20 ounces when I know that there's 24 ounces in a jar. You see what I mean? So this is one jar, but if you're making your own or you have leftovers or anything like that, it is three cups. Spread that out in your baking dish and then you're going to get those shells that you cooked and drained and you're going to fill each one with about a heaping tablespoon of that beef filling. And you want them nice and full. Get as much in as you can. And then you're nestling those stuffed shells into the tomato sauce. You want them open side up. I didn't say at the beginning, we're not doing a full box of the pasta shells. We're only doing 20 pasta shells. It's about half a box, six ounces. So you're going to fit those 20 shells in there. No problem. As I said, as much of the filling as you can in there. But if you have some left over, it's not a problem. Just scatter it into the sauce around the shells and that's going to flavor the sauce with all those Texpex flavors as well. Then you're going to sprinkle all of that with the remaining one cup of cheese called for in the recipe, concentrating it over the shells so that when you serve them, the shells have all that nice cheesiness on them. Then you cover your baking dish with that prepared foil greased side down and that is baking until the cheese is melted, the sauce is bubbling, and that ground beef filling is heated through right to the middle. It's going to take about 20 to 25 minutes. Now, you can just serve it like that. Take the foil off and serve it, and then you add all those optional toppings that you wanted. Chopped fresh tomatoes, green onions, avocado, anything like that. And since these shells are being topped with stuff, I think that is fine just as is. But if you wanted to, you could take the foil off and then put the baking dish back into the oven, even under broil for a couple of minutes to brown the cheese a little bit, make it a little bit crunchy, and then pull it out and do those toppings. Or, of course, everybody can add their own Hoppings. you can have them in bowls, get that ready while it's baking, and then dig in in. I will put the link to this recipe in the show notes, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get the link to it there. If you make this recipe and love it, I'm going to remind you to please leave a five-star rating and review on this one or any of the recipes from Cook the Story or The Cookful that you have tried and loved. Those five-star ratings really help bring more people to the site, let them know that they can trust our recipes, and it tells me that you've been making them and that makes my day. I'm Christine Pittman from Cook the Story, The Cookful, and from this podcast recipe of the day. Let's get cooking.